exactly the way it's supposed to go. Hi and hi, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. The vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, yeah, we don't have any fans. We don't. And those of you that know what the joke is, you're on this call now. And that's all. You all want to figure out what the, what the joke is? You, you, no, it's not going to happen. Find us at one of the conventions that we're going to be at. There's a throw ahead right there. We'll come back to that. Part of this is follow through with the old adage. Sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. S-H-U-J-I-N. Uh, let, uh, let me go ahead and introduce you to the gang because uh, reasons. Like I said, there's a throw ahead. Uh, I'll tell you about that in a couple of seconds. Top left-hand corner of the bingo card in North America. Dallin, good evening. Good evening. Down into the right a little bit. Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Good evening. Outside of, yeah, she's uh, she's she's no longer employed as the talking face of, of disreason right now, isn't she? Underdog Tech, good morning. Good morning. You know, at, at least with her, you could see a little sparking of her eye that hinted at she knew she was lying. She knew that she was doing the things that she wasn't supposed to be doing. That she hadn't fully yet believed every single word coming out of her mouth in most in in a, in a few cases. Trump, on the other hand, is so delusional that everything he says to him is one hundred percent truth, and and the the cosmic universe aligns to his will. You know, she really... never she never really truly crossed that line. Mm. You know, the really ironic thing about that is. Mm -mm. we've had stories in the past of uh, atheist priests who continue to preach because it's all they know what to do. Right. So they know what they were saying was a load of crap. And yet, you know, we still, we would give some of them credit for, you know, being able to pull that off. And now here we've almost got kind of the same situation. Yeah, about that. We'll, we'll, yeah. And and from over the water to Paris, you know, we, we still have to finish like introductions with everybody. Oh, we have to, to introduce yes. our international candidates. Yes, from over the water where it, this past week it has been uh, literally deathly hot for a number of people over there in Europe. Joseph, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, you did know about that part at least, though, right? And with all the water you're you're drinking over here, you're definitely European. I, <laughs> I I heard that the police over there were trying to help by firing tear gas canisters into the crowd, so that they'd make you know like clouds to help shield them from the rays of the sun. Um. What? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I, I've listened to a lot of absurd stuff in, in the past little while. <laughs> I was trying to see it from maybe like, you know, Trump or Sanders' point of view or something like that. Yeah. Uh, tech, that's a level of absurdity that, you know, electronic arts even wouldn't touch. <laughs> I should no. start a company. Surprise mechanics, my ass. Anyway. But in Germany, they were shooting water cannons into the trees to try to cool those off. Because that was freaking hot. Good use of them. Yeah. That's that's well, actually not a bad idea. Meanwhile, in Australia, they're going, oh, 
It's another Debbie Hodder. We got this. Yeah, no, no. You remember last summer? Um, they had yeah. uh, they had what the hell was it? They were up to forty plus Celsius, and they literally had birds and flying foxes. I think is what it was that were literally dying in the trees and simply falling out of the trees because they were just so exhausted and hot. Yeah, it just fortunately right now for them it's winter, so they don't have that to worry about. Actually, come to think of it, I haven't looked up what the temperatures are all over the place. All so I remember is in... like winter. Well, yeah, because worse comes to worse, you can always just burn down the damn house, and you know you're you're warm for the rest of your life. I mean, who the hell cares, go. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, it's it's simple. I mean, Buddhist monks get this. I mean, what the hell is with everybody else? <laughs> You're welcome. So, hi everybody. Of course, if you are uh, if you're paying attention live, uh, of which so far I haven't had anybody uh, chatting up on the live chat at the moment, so uh, I haven't offended anybody just yet. Uh, it's probably going to change after this finally buffers out to everybody. Uh, of course, take advantage of that and uh, go ahead and chat up with us. Uh, like I was saying before, I do have a, a little bit of a throw ahead kind of thing. Next weekend, which is the weekend of the July 4th holiday weekend, which, by the way, ahead of time, happy Canada Day, happy Friendship Festival, happy Independence Day, happy 4th of July, you treasonous colonialists, I I guess. Uh, I think I've pretty well covered everything at this point. Well, I mean, some folks don't remember, you know, Canada Day comes up and the Friendship Festival comes up. And, well, you know, we, we make it a point of using fireworks because, well, um, you know, nothing, nothing more entertaining than uh, showing off how much we don't have good medical coverage for everyone, everyone, by, except by blowing off fingers to celebrate our independence from, uh, yay, you know, <sighs> So, well, okay, but okay, circling back on that, let, let, let me ask you this. Is that a, is that a testament to the uh, somewhat lackluster medical system that you're, you're referring to? Or, or is that just, you know, the fact that you're shouting out loud and proud that there's a lot of really stupid people out there? Uh, one from column A, one from column duh. Both. All right. And, how, and about, hard, how about people to, that just like to blow shit up? I mean, yeah. There's that. There's that. And people don't realize just how, uh, just how uh, bad sparklers can be. I mean, uh, it's all well and good to, you know, play around with sparklers and shake them up in the, in the, in the, in, in, you know, so you can watch them from up close, except that um, you shouldn't let kids do that. Because magnesium fire, you should actually have a, um, you know, a welding cap on and the glass in front of the blast shield in front of your uh, yeah. face. Yeah, but, I, I, you I won't argue that. that. Yeah. I still think my favorite use of a um, little sparkler was a video on the instant regret sub forum of Reddit where some idiot put one in his mouth to show off at like a bar. And a piece broke off, and so he flicked it out. But his whole mouth is glowing now, while this little piece is still flaring away inside. And he's screaming, trying to get it out. And I'm like, "I hope you don't reproduce. I hope this is a lesson that teaches you not to reproduce, because you're not smart enough for that." 
Yeah, people want to know just how bad that stuff is. Uh, there is an it's episode of... Under... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, there was an episode of MASH where uh, Korea, the North Koreans were starting to use phosphor... I, I think it was phosphorus uh, in, in their bullets. White phosphorus, mm -hmm. which does wonderful things. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I mentioned about that before. Not pretty. Not pretty. Anyway, where, where was I? Oh, by the way, tripping. Hi. Uh, okay, so next weekend, we've got a little bit of a problem, you see, because I'm going to be in uh, Pittsburgh because 4th of July weekend this year is uh, Anthrocon, as, you know, as usual. So I'm going to be down there for Anthrocon. I'm going to be hanging around with the six plus thousand close warm personal friends, uh, including Tiny Tribble this time, who is uh, coming to join us which is going to be fun because I told him a while ago, you know, all right, Anthrocon weekend was daddy's weekend away. Now that he's 16, I had said, you turn 16, you have your choice to come with me or not. Okay. So he wants to, he wants to, can't imagine why. So we're going to be down there together. And that means that we haven't exactly had the opportunity of discussing what's going to happen for next week. Dal and I are going to kind of, you know, kibitz. we're going to figure out if that's going to have happened or not. It may turn out that we're just going to say, you know what? Nah, because, you know, you know, it, it's funny. Um, Bridget actually pinged me on Facebook earlier this week about that. Uh, actually, Bridget, how how are those plans coming? Any any uh, bites yet? I haven't gotten one, but I still have a couple of people to try. OK, so. We, uh, well, actually, she had an idea for a show, uh, for a show topic, if we can get a few guests in on this. Uh, this could be fun. Yeah, it could be a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, something about hoaxes, conspiracy theories, I'm hoping. Uh, I, I got a smacking of satire and everything you were saying, so I, I think this could be good for a laugh, if, I'm, if I took it right. Well, it depends on who I get. It could be funny. <laughs> So, okay. Um, okay. You know what? So so let's go with uh, let's go with a solid. Yeah, like, let's go with yeah. We're we're gonna go for it. Um, we'll consider that right now. That yes, it's a go for next week. I'll gladly take over as I've done before. Um. However, if if things fall through, you know, if um, if we can't get the people, well, you know what? Let, let's just say let's go for it. If it works, yeah. it works. If not, we'll find something we'll to talk, talk about. about. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is all well and good. Trippin, by the way, is over in the live chat, and um, uh, Trippin, Philly is actually allowing you back. Yes, uh, because not only do I have my traveling papers, but if worse comes to worse, I can bribe the border guards. Okay, <laughs> so we're we're, we're we're good. It's pretty colors. It is. It is. And it's, it's dull green. It's, it's pretty colors. You know, I I hate to say this. Wait a minute. No. Yeah. The urban myth is actually true. What? No. It smells like maple syrup. Whether it yes. was intentional or not, I don't know. Holy mother. Okay. I did scratch it. It smells I, like okay. maple syrup. I did, I did. I did not think. I did not think that that was real. Um, there is also um, there is also braille numbering yep. along the top edge which is oh, very cool smart. very cool 
Um, if you have a if you have a laser pointer, you can go through the uh, the maple leaf over here, and it will show the fifty. I think symbol on this one. I forgot what it was that it shows, but you can actually you can actually. See. It's been a while since I've seen a bill like that. Mother of Christ, that's not you even know? that's not even really good uh, maple syrup flavor that I'm getting <laughs> off of it. No, 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 no. The stuff, the stuff. Okay, the stuff that I get from Real Canadian Superstore in the uh, the President's Choice. Yeah. Uh, Last flask. Oh God, that stuff is so good. Well, you see, that's just it. See, that's the thing. We we save the good stuff for that. Oh yeah. And then you get like tank C. That's what we use for the for the bills. I think. You know, funny story. Uh, I, I know we're we're going way off here, but um, yeah, we'll get, we'll get around to it. Okay, as you know, uh, a few years ago, I ran into George Rob. Yep. Had a chance to uh, see him in concert here in Calgary. So got uh, the picture. Yep. Um, great guy. You know, we, we got to talking a little bit and, uh, yeah, I, I laid down some cash for him so that, you know, I could buy a bunch of his CDs because look, when I meet the artist face to face like that, I'm going to buy the physical CD, you know, yeah. call it a gesture, call it what you want. And he's talking about how he was, he was at a place and he was at a bar in, in Canada and there was a guy who was actually taking a, da a damp dish rag and wiping off the money that he got because it was so sticky from, you know, being on the bar and stuff. And, and that's the stuff. This stuff is practically plastic coated. Like it is, it's virtually waterproof. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'm never going to see this guy again. He's probably going to, and if, if I do, the next time he looks at me, he goes, oh yeah, you're that guy. I said, you know, he's lucky he didn't get caught. George looks at me just really funny. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, he's money laundering. <laughs> oh, I broke a professional comedian that day, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> Damn, man. Okay. My granddad that, that, embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Everybody, 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 everybody help me out here. Golf clap. Yeah. Well, that. Uh, I'm just going to scoot off the that's... screen here. I'm going to scoot off the screen. There we go. Yeah, it's not a real help. Bye. <laughs> so, hey, anyway. Uh, look, I uh, tonight I, I'm planning to offend everyone. I am wearing my Chi is stored in the balls t-shirt tonight that I just got last week. It's okay. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Makes sense yeah. to me too. <laughs> it's it's all well and good. I'm wearing my. I uh, love to spread my chi around and share the wealth. Uh, so I, <laughs> I decided to wear my uh, my ride for us. I, I showed it off last week, so I figured I'd you know, wear it this week. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so next week uh, should be interesting. We will see. Am I going to chime in at any time uh, for the? No. You know no. what? Don't. No. Uh, no. I, I, a. I won't be able to. This. Yeah. Yeah. A, I won't be able to. B, I'm going to be busy. Uh, uh, by the time you guys are on, I will be busy trying to burn a god awful bunch of CDs. <laughs> yes, CDs. Shut up. I actually use them still. I've still got a big old. I still got a big ass spindle from Comp USA. <laughs> One can never have enough coasters. Oh God! I I remember when coast. I remember when you used to measure how good a CD burner was by how many coasters you made before you got a good burn. 
Mm. I remember those days. But then well, again, not, I also how good the burner, but how good the how good the CD itself. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, I also remember when CD burners used to come in scuzzy external cases. I've still got one. Uh, actually, I've got a. I think I've got a Blu-ray external USB nowadays. USB hope, makes it. I hope you don't have to keep that stuff longer than five or six years. Uh, whatever. It'll be. It'll be what it'll be. Anyway, so. We've got uh, huh, we got stuff that we got to get to, and and some of it's going to be um, not happy, of course, as usual, because that's what we do over here. That's why we warn the people that Dallin and I do Friday nights with. This is not a this is not a fun show, hmm. exactly. Not not the same. Whatever. We laugh only because it, it hurts too much to to sob into our drink, of which I have no drink right now. Do I? No, I have no drink. Ha <laughs> I'm an idiot. All right, what else? Anyway, so let me go ahead and get a, get us actually rolling because <laughs> we, got, we got stuff to do. So with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Pomp, of course, pomp and circumstance. Uh, we all know that, you know, this is, you know, June is for a lot of the U.S. and probably good portions of Canada, if not most of it. You know, uh, grade school, elementary school, middle, high school, yeah, graduation time is on us for a lot of um, for a lot of college universities. It was probably a month earlier, which is what it is. But I saw something come across my Facebook feed that um, has disturbed me on a couple of different levels. There are a couple of high school kids, and I can get away with saying kids who have had a problem with their graduation ceremony. Now, of course, we know full well the graduation gown, the, I was going to say mortar and pestle, but that's not quite right. The the mortar hat, I believe is, if I remember correctly. Mortar board. Mortar board, thank you. And a tassel. And I don't remember which way it's supposed to be. Right to left, left to right. I don't, I don't, you know what? Whatever the hell. I don't care. It's, it's, you've got one. Great. It's only going to end up on your first car's rear view mirror for a while anyway. Whatever. Yep. It doesn't really much matter. But there were a couple of students this week where I saw they had problems with the administration of the school districts. There was one student in particular who is of Native American descent who got pieces of culturally significant things and I'll tell you what they are in a second to add to her hat it was given to her by if I remember right her uncle or great uncle I forget I forget what the association was but they were three, I believe it was brown eagle feathers. And forgive me, I, I've forgotten which, which one it was. I didn't write this one down. And the administration said, you are not supposed to put anything onto your hat. Everybody is supposed to have identical so that it's, it's everybody is the same way. These were the kind of things where you need to get federal permission to get these feathers. And... They have to wait, in some cases, years for one of these birds to die of natural causes. 
before they can have access to these. And this was like a special thing, a culturally significant item. She, instead of attaching them to her hat, which she legally would have been able to do, except for the one person that gave shit, she decided instead to hold them in her hand. Not the best compromise, but as far as I'm concerned, that's a pretty good compromise. It still was a pain in the ass for me to read that this kind of thing is being stopped for something that is an important milestone in someone's life. But then there is another one that also annoyed me, where I'm seeing... When you are graduating with various honors, you will typically have a sash over your shoulders that drapes down in, in colors to signify, you know, the, the level of your, you know, with honors or whatever it is. And I'm seeing students that are walking through with a special sash that is yellow bordered, red center, and on both sides it says Marines. Kids who have signed up and enlisted and are showing off, hey, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be part of the military now, right after I graduate. That scares me. That, believe it or not, actually legitimately scares me. Because there was something where I saw one of the steps down towards fascism is this nationalistic push that a pledge to the country is the norm. The singing of the national anthem, the nationalistic pride, the exultation of the military above so much else of the society at large. And now they're going ahead and they're putting out these little trinkets that show to everybody else hey i'm more special than you because i'm going to be risking my life and limb for at least the next four years so that maybe i can go to college afterwards if i don't have any medical reasons not to like you know protecting a demilitarized zone i'm sorry I give you a little bit of credit for bravery without knowing what you're really getting yourself into. But you're a kid. What the hell do you really understand? You don't even know enough to realize that you're cannon fodder. <clears throat> she can't fodder with that. It's episode 267 on the docket runner. Don't do the crime okay so as i as i went ahead and put it in the show notes yeah um i believe that uh, steam had the right uh the right answer goodbye you 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 guys know the song of course even if you don't recognize it by name exactly you, you'll figure it out but uh the guy who went ahead and drove his car through counter protesters killed someone and then left the scene of a crime yeah, he got life in prison. This son of a bitch is going to die alone in prison. He has destroyed his own life and several other protesters. And as far as I'm concerned, 
I have no problem with this. No, I'm not going to advocate for the death penalty here. Not by a long shot. However, I think that there is something to be said for when somebody screws up, maybe there's a case to be made for really, really punishing them and rehabilitating them. But there has to be some level of actual legitimate punishment for these people that are doing absolutely heinous things. But like I said, that kind of puts us up against the whole rehabilitation part that I would really like to believe in. But we'll kind of come around to all that momentarily. I unfortunately did not get the opportunity to check the news articles for Reef Badawi at this point. However, that means that as of the recording of tonight's show, we are currently at seven years, 12 days since he was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our thoughts and our hopes are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So let's uh, let's start off with uh, let's start off with Trippin. He deserves to suffer. I really want to agree, but I am starting to run into the problem of at what point do we go from legitimate punishment to sadistic retribution. That's part of the problem that I'm running into for my own head because I would really like to believe that people can be rehabilitated. Almost anyone can be. But um, I don't know what, what level I want to trust somebody at this point. You know what I'm saying? I want to call for evidence on that part of it because of some stuff I've heard mostly, and I'll admit uh, it's anecdotal, but when you look at the so-called sex offenders, the people who are rapists, put in jail, put in jail for, for rape, um, molestation, going after kids, etc., And they go into be quote unquote rehabilitated. Now, the sources I've heard from, and again, I'm stressing, this is anecdotal. Rehabilitation for those kinds of people doesn't work. Yeah. No one goes into the penal system, a sex offender, and comes out cured of it. Well, at least they're not doing it right for the time being. Uh, okay, that, that's fine. And all right, so using that context, maybe that's true. But what I would like to see in terms of real rehabilitation I would like to see evidence of programs while in the penal system for people to get like for people to get the help that they allegedly need. I'd like to see that. And then I'd like to see them get out. And then I'd like to see the statistics that state whether or not they reoffend. Because quite frankly, if if we're using the term rehabilitation as a way of just softening the blow of what we're doing to some of these people who many of them are monsters then we're fooling ourselves as a society thinking that we can actually do something about this. I think therein lies part of the problem. Trying to figure out at what 
trying to figure out the best way of wording this at what level uh, you, you're going to see why I'm having a hard time with this one. At what, at, at what level can we expect someone could be rehabilitated as opposed to just punished? For instance, for instance, a white collar criminal skimming money. There is less punitive that should be done for someone like that at, at, at first blush as opposed to someone who is domestically violent I think we can pretty well agree with that yeah okay. um, yeah d domestic violence no bad, you know that's bad so so the guy or sorry the offender because both sides my friend exactly uh, you know change my mind anyways the offender has some kind of issue anger issue control issue and you know what full transparency i've been to therapy twice for anger <laughs> believe it or not <laughs> well you know it, it's you know the winter happens and all the all the geese come down south and yeah i understand you know it, it takes a little while for all that to finally trip what you're shaking i know how this stuff works i live over here on the border i know i i hear the chanting of the drums and all right anyways i've had times where i have had to go to talk to somebody it's kind of interesting too the the when i first set up the call for my first session the first question they asked me are you in danger of killing yourself? I was glad I was sitting down when I got that, when I heard that question. It was like, wow, this escalated quickly. Mm. But you think about it, if you're if you're reaching out for therapy, they think that there's something really wrong with you. And well, you know, at the time maybe there was. Um, but if you've gone far enough that you've that, that you have been in a domestic abuse situation where you are the aggressor and you end up going to jail. I, I wonder if any kind of rehab would work for that because you being in jail, that that's an insult to you. Like, you know, how, how dare somebody take control away from me? I blame this. I blame the system. I blame the one who called me, who called the cops on me. So, mm -hmm. like, is there actually a chance for them when they, okay, is it, the help available? I guess would be the first question. It all depends on the mentality of the person being, like, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. But th there's a huge difference between punishment and uh, re-education. If you yeah. want to call it re, what you call rehabilitation, I think maybe should be taken a step further. Because, I mean, what needs to be done, especially for, like, uh, pederasts or whatever um it it's a it's actually it's a it's a it's a neuronal restructuring i mean it's yeah it's, it's education it's, and, it's, and i think by the time you get and i think by the by the time you're at that age like if you're if you're old enough to be thrown in like you know a, a major prison for doing something like that uh what are the chances you're going to be able to be deprogrammed and reprogrammed the science uh, is still out on that because it's yeah. really something we haven't even tried yet. Yeah. 
and that opens up a whole uh, worm can of worms about ethics, playing God, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's no, there's a lot of levels to it. Well, education is neural no neuroplasticity is, you know, it's it's in everything we do. Yeah, and like this this kind of thing doesn't happen overnight, and it's not going to take it's not going to take overnight to fix either. Yeah, but the older you get, the the less neuroplasticity you have, correct? Science is still out on that too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's fair enough. Um, uh, but... Honestly, I, uh, I I find the things that we did in the past to be somewhat interesting, uh, like our experiments with LSD. And there was a point in time where before LSD was made completely and utterly illegal, uh, at least by the U.S. government, um, where a physician, an actual doctor with, uh, you know, credentials and all that crap, dealing with um, the human mind, uh, not just somebody who operated on like hearts and kidneys and such, but somebody who, who actually focused on the mind, did an experiment that was approved and with volunteers from um, a prison uh, prison system, and. They were given very specific doses of LSD. They were medically administered. These are not; these people were not just like here, give it, take this tab, and you know, down yeah, it with a glass this of water. Wasn't or whatever. Woodstock is what you're saying. Exactly right. This wasn't uncontrolled. This was. It has to be this exact amount. It has to be pure. It has to be this. It has to be that. So and so. And then they did very carefully controlled, very custom tailored environments with these prisoners and what they found was is that they were able to nix these prisoners violent tendencies through reprogramming basically um but the thing was is that due to the lsd it actually stuck and so following um the uh, uh the the reprogramming under the medical conditions with the reviews and everything else that was going on, um, Wait, they had reprogramming. They were basically, well, I'm calling it reprogramming because in, the, in, in, a, in, the, in computer technology, what mentality oh, right. LSD is reprogramming. LSD can assist in okay. reprogramming. So That's it's a, it's a catalyst, right? It, but, they were using it as a catalyst. Yes. And plasticity has to do with how what you build or what goes into what's have built you ever met people who have taken LSD before? Because I have, and it's I've, very interesting. The I've before tried. and after. Yeah. Yeah. The before and after. I I I knew kids in high school. I saw the met knew them before they took LSD. And then I knew them after they took it for a while. <clears> and they were but, different people afterwards. I, I just don't see the, the, the link with neuroplasticity because, you know, LSD basically... Because you're taking like, grown men who like, were like criminals. Any, like any psychedelic drug, it's showing you shit that normally you wouldn't see with your actual, you know, resources. Anyway, as I was saying, that they did, a, they did an experiment. They controlled the environments... They were able to, in a way, shape, or form, however you want to word it, maybe the words I'm using are not the best, but it's what I have available, to lower their tendencies to commit crimes, to be less violent, to uh, not steal, those sorts of things, to reflect upon their actions more. 
And what they found was is that the people who graduated from that program through and, and were released from prison compared to others who had been in prison for the same reasons, for the same sorts of crimes and everything else, they were less likely to go back to jail, the ones who had gone through the treatment program. So the problem became after the fact when LSD became no longer legal, human experiment trials of those sorts of nature were no longer legal and still aren't legal. So they, you know, until they allow it for like in the medical community to actually be something like that, it'll never be able to be investigated again. I was going to say, yeah, they can't even legalize freaking marijuana. For yeah, I was going to say, you know? I, I, I'm not trying to sound, you know, smug from, from my level here because we actually have a, uh, we have a candidate for prime minister who's thinking of platforming a repeal of that legalization to which I wish him the best of luck. But anyways, um, but, the, but the point is, is that there is potential. Um, the research is there as something that could potentially be used as a foundation to an investigation into the po possibilities of something like that. No, there's no reason we we should be looking at everything. That's possible. Right. That's, that's but the sure. point is, is that we have in the past done things that have either increased neuroplasticity, has altered neuroplasticity, has altered the way people have funk. Uh, uh, funk. Yeah, I'm using the right words here. Uh, but you get the idea. And the it's thing is, is that we keep shutting down everything. We keep shutting down all these avenues. We keep shutting down. Look, it's you, a, the, the general one the, instance of one drug, and um, I think I think our biggest problem is that this kind of research is severely underfinanced, and that's or it's not it. even I mean, legal. Forget well, finance; they couldn't even. About, nobody could even do it. Which which begs the question: Why the shift? I mean, there's there's been talking about why pot was was made illegal back in the day which was a corporate or at least allegedly a, a corporate thing where certain movers and shakers in the business and political world had uh, influence in the pulp and paper industry, which hemp could bend over and pwn at any one time for the most part, which is one of the reasons why they made it illegal because it was a weed that was far too cheap to produce and far too useful for anybody to make a profit off of with you know THC notwithstanding and you know I'm not I'm not one for tinfoil hats as you know but it makes me wonder if the whole LSD program was shut down because there was potential for well like you said if well, people were, were less likely to reoffend well then the prison system becomes you know a, a one and done deal it, it wasn't even anything like that part of the big problem was this um uh, the fact that anybody who's taken LSD can have flashbacks. Uh, uh, yeah, there they is can that. have a persistence, uh, a persisting um, where they have uh, hallucinous hallucinations that are persistent, yeah. affecting their perception of the reality around them, things like that. So anybody who's already has taken it even once, um, if you go for a government job. And they say, hey, have you ever taken drugs before? And you go, yeah, yeah, I have. And they go, okay, what'd you take? I smoked pot a few times in college. And they're like, okay, well, you've been honest. You've been open. You, are you still doing pot? No, we haven't done pot since college. And it's like, how long ago was that? That was like 10, 15 years ago. It was like, okay, you know, you, you may actually still get the job. 
If you tell them, oh, yeah, well, in high school, my senior year, I took a tab of acid. Yeah, no, thanks for coming in. We'll find somebody else. Yeah. Which, actually, that could uh, that could also be not so good if you're looking to work in heavy equipment. Yeah. Honestly, you know? I think we should give our president some LSD because it might actually open his eyes to reality. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, he already has anxiety, paranoia, and delusions of grandeur. It can't get any worse. There's a whole other thing. Don't. Okay, okay, you said it. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I meant like, I meant like psychosis you know. up here. He already has the worst of the worst things. There are no worse things. <laughs> you know, June 29th, um, 2019, 10:47 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Unknown text said, "How much worse could it get?" No, 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 no. no, no. I meant Mark his, that. his disorders can't get worse. They can only. What I mean is, is he can't get more of them. He already has the Tech. worst of the worst. Tech. I believe that I speak for all of us when I say, are you trying to summon the great God Murphy? Because that's how you summon the great God Murphy. No, no, no. The great God Murphy takes one look at Trump and goes, yeah, he doesn't need my help. Dude, every time we thought that we've hit bedrock in this Minecraft build. It's gotten worse. So yeah, Trump with is that a mind, hole in the Minecraft build. Yeah, well, with, with with that in mind, let's leave that aside for a couple of seconds. Minecraft, yeah, Minecraft's coming back, by the way. Yeah, congratulations. Anyway. I um, think the main reason, though, why LSD got uh, um, banned was because of the results of MK Ultra. I mean, when they saw what they did to the soldiers and everything else, I, that right there, the UN and everybody else kind of flipped their shit. Can we get back to the? I, I thought that was really interesting. The 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 um the leg we were on uh, talking about the rehabilitation. Yeah, there's a there's a piece about yeah, that see, I'm, this... gonna, I'm gonna put in here. Uh, yeah, this is all part of it. Yeah, to go along with this. Uh, Stephanie had said, by the way, by the way, Steph, hi. Sorry, I didn't I didn't greet you properly. Uh, check out Norway and the Netherlands. The Netherlands are closing prisons as they run out of prisoners thanks to rehabilitation. Okay. Now there's there's a piece about this that is unspoken, that is, and and forgive me for wording it this way, part of the meta that you don't really think about, which is the want to change. Societally, the want to change is already built in. And I say that not because I have specific knowledge about it, but because if they have so little recidivism as it is because they're closing these facilities, something's going right. And that usually is the big picture of what's happening with society itself. That's exactly it. It's not only the, the center, the rehabilitation center, it's also the society it's in because the people in the prison have to see a point in getting better. I mean, um, like if, if everything, if it's dog eat dog world outside, well, the guy inside goes, well, if, if I steal from the next guy, you know, when I get out. Well, anyways, you just have to show them that actually working with others is actually beneficial, that there's a point to it. Yeah, and the, the problem uh, also, and uh, Trippin had pointed this one out, and this is this is what I feel is much more here, and I think this might have been uh, part and parcel with. You know what? I'm not even going to name the guy's name any further. He's in the show notes. 
we're not gonna we're not gonna name the guy's name any longer. It won't mention tripping, just not the other guy. Uh, who said uh, he's just going to join the Aryan nation in jail and be treated like a celebrity? Yeah, that's it's sad. It, it, it you know what? It's it's not only sad, but it it begs the question for me: What is the society like inside? of a prison and i don't mean the clicks and and the the crips and the bloods and and you know some people get that uh I, i'm i'm wondering are these basically just people who have done bad things that have maybe an inclination a a, a bias towards doing harmful things who are simply banding together in the ultimate form of unionization inside of the walls as opposed to being set on an island somewhere to build up their own damn country is that what we've got do we basically have a whole bunch of escape from new york microcosms here in the u.s because it's almost exclusively punitive and very little in the line of changing attitudes. And I don't want to say re-education necessarily because when you, you, you know full well baggage with everything that we talk about, when I hear re-education, um, I, I get a creep up the back of my neck that doesn't China comes to mind. <laughs> uh, well, never, never mind that. Just um, any authoritarian system. But that's, that's their fault because they misuse the word education to really mean when they really mean indoctrination. But just teaching well, people to work with others is not. Yeah. Yes, but that. see, yes, but see that that's 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 why we've said on so many damned occasions that you know. The terminology has baggage and we have to be really careful about what we use how we use and, it because but it can be corrected too and it should okay. be corrected i mean i'd love religion to stop using the word morality because when they're to describe the dictate that's just disingenuous yeah. it's just wrong that needs to be fixed so when we're talking about education and actually you know um just actually demonstrating to somebody that actually working with others is works better for themselves and society than stealing from everyone, you know, find a new way to describe it. What do we do? Yeah, fortunately, when you talk about working together or, you know, that, that, you know, contributing to the, to the greater good is a good thing. Then you're going to get good. some loud mouth. You're going to get some loud mouth out there. Who's now going to point to, the guy who lives on Park Avenue and the fact that you're living in a tool shed down by the river and yeah, down by the river. Okay. You're living down by the river in a van that won't work because you can't afford to get it fixed on a steady diet of government cheese. And they're going to say, you know, is this equal? You know, you're being oppressed because this guy has all the money. You know, you should Robin hood his ass and go, grab you know take from the rich and give to 
the poor, and since you're poor, well, I give it to myself. But the guy, the guy making all the money, he's actually he's doing the same fucking thing as the guy in prison, because he's the guy in prison, the thief. He's only interested in his own um, well-being, and the guy taking all the money from everybody else, he's also interested only in his own. And that is the problem. Yeah, because Stephanie was talking about Norway, the Netherlands. It's a culture shift. And, and that's the problem. You can, and I have, oh God, I have said this till I'm blue in the face to other people on social media and stuff like that. You can enact as many laws as you want. You can drop in as many rules and threats of punishment as you want. And we even have some of those laws in place already that other people are crying for. We've already had them. We've had them on the books for 40 plus years. What we don't have is the cultural mentality to show the, or to um, I want to say exacerbate, but I mean, that's the wrong word, but to basically show that those laws are working. You know, you can tell a person, yeah, if you, if you hit that guy, you can go to jail. But if you've been, if you've been raised from the day you were born to hate that kind of person for whatever reason, okay, fine. It's illegal. But that doesn't mean I have to like that person. That doesn't mean I have to give that person a job. It doesn't mean that I have to accept that person into my social circle because those are societal laws. And if you try to put laws like that in place, then you go authoritarian and then you're completely screwed up. And that's, that's because it's you deciding what you like or not. And it's your choice to reject that person. Right. And, and that's what a democracy is because when you pass the butt, when the, when the, if you, have a central dictate making all the laws like that unless it's a result of democracy but that's something else yeah like i said you, you can pass all the laws you want but un unless the person uh, unless people are willing to accept in society these things and say that you know what it, it's stupid to hate that person for this reason you know it, yeah, it's illegal to go out and you know to go out and hurt that person, but just because you're not allowed to hurt them doesn't mean you have to like them. You know what's that old phrase? You know, um, I'll do it, but I ain't gonna like it. You know, mm -hmm. we've heard that one, you know, over the decades, and and that's where we're at right now. We're at we're at a type of social paradigm where. You know, at, at least from what I see in the states, and again, speaking as an outsider. Um. Yeah, the, the people just don't give a damn, you know. And you can you can try to rehabilitate them, but they they come out uh, of prison. Okay, sure, they've been rehabilitated, but then they go back to if they even have a home. Still, they go back to it. Maybe it's uh, maybe they were living in squalor before, and now they're going to be back. You know, they're going to be right back where they started. Now with a criminal record. How many places are going to give them a job? I mean, how many times have you seen on a job application? Have you ever been a, been convicted of a crime? You know? And there's a lot of places that, see, for a lot of jobs, that's not supposed to be able to prevent you from getting a job. Once again, though. Again, that this yeah. is in an ideal world. No. With but, the way the laws are written, it's not supposed to. 
And what ends up right. happening is you get these companies who will say, well, we just don't feel like you'd be the proper fit for our environment. Or, oh, we had somebody who is more qualified than you. Or any of these bullshit reasons. Mm-hmm. And it happens. It, it really does happen. People don't think, oh, we have laws. It's like, there's a reason why we have the ACLU asshole. It's because the laws don't work. The laws are just there to say what's right or wrong as deemed by our societal's uh, communal agreement or by some freaking politician who stuck something through in, on a writer as a writer. Mm-hmm. But which that happens a lot in this country, which is why I don't think there should be writers for anything. But that's just my opinion. It might make me an asshole. It's a kind of but I have met people oh. who have had prison sentences, who have gone away. They didn't do anything violent to harm another person. They didn't do anything like steal millions of dollars from a bank or some shit like that. They did something piddly, like maybe they had, that maybe they were on drugs at the time and they and they need money for pot and they took somebody's wallet, you know, or something like that. But. They've done their time. They went through the therapy. They went through the rehab. And, and they're looking to just move on with their life and, and try to get things back on track. And here they are. They can't get a job because a company, some company thinks, oh, this person has a record. Therefore, we can't trust them no matter what. It's like, fuck you. They did their time. They've paid the system. They paid their dues. They did their punishment. If you're going to take that attitude, uh, the second your kid does something wrong, you can never trust your child ever again. That's a bullshit attitude. You know, I think I wanted to, I, I agree with you, but I, I wanted to take your point actually a step further that, uh, you know, the, the biggest deciders in today's society is employers, their decision, whether to hire or fire somebody, employers and landlords, actually, um, it's their decision that most affects, you know, it, it's behind racism. It's behind everything, actually. Let me throw uh, the the power these guys have to change society. No, I got you. I got you. Um, I want to throw. Um, I want to throw something past you guys, uh, and and see how you think about it, because uh, I've I've kind of been wondering uh, an interesting way of trying to work through part of this, because like we like we talked about just a little bit ago, there has to be something societally in place in order to in order to help there to be um reforming people so that they do not end up back in prison again for whatever reason part of that's just oh go ahead okay so here's here's the point and this is the again it's not going to sound like it makes a hell lot of sense right out of the gate so please bear with me a moment Minecraft. Most people are relatively familiar with Minecraft, and let's let's let me let me open it up even further. There are other build games, survival games, where you have the ability of building up without needing to grind for materials. For instance, in Minecraft, you have creative mode. In Raft. You also have a creative mode where you don't have to expend anything. You've just got all the resources at your fingertips. There are is awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are cheats available in Terraria. Most... Okay, Terraria. Yeah. Uh, I would Terraria actually get a... cheats for infinite uh, blocks. 
Okay. Uh, I was actually going to go with uh, the old school Doom and uh, Quake. Yep, there you go. So, so with all of these in place, I, I think most people will get the idea that, yeah, there is there is a way of, you know, you can, you can do, you are effectively God for whatever the game is that you're playing with. Here's the question. When you have that level of infinite resources available to you, do you have any real reason to go out and steal resources from anywhere else other than curiosity to see what's out there? In my, okay. Okay, there is that. But if you can effectively do whatever it is that you want to do, because you can build whatever you want, you can have whatever resources, because it, 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 does, it doesn't even need to be an infinite number of resources. It could just be as much as what you want. Is there any real reason to go out to steal stuff? There's no logical reason to do so, in my opinion. But you do have people who have mental disorders. Um, for, for example, uh, I did a three-year stint with Best Buy. I'd like those three years of my life back. But during that time, um, there was one gentleman who came in who had stolen a bunch of CDs, and we caught him in the end. Well, listening to um, the police officer, basically I was being a busybody because I, I was listening to, uh, what do they call it? eavesdropping on the, on the conversation a police officer was having with management, because I was interested to hear what was going on here. It turned out the guy was a known uh, thief. Turned out he had been clinically diagnosed with kleptomania. And it just so happened that whenever he went off his meds, because he had a tendency to do so from time to time, He'd go into a store and randomly start stealing stuff, something that just caught his eye. It could have been because of a color or a shape or it was shiny or whatever. There was nothing in particular he was known for stealing for. It, was, it could be any random, but he was known by the local police department. He was nonviolent, which is why he wasn't behind bars constantly. Um, he'd get fines when he got off his medication and got arrested and everything else. Our store banned him for life, that sort of shit that normally occurs, that sort of thing. But it was my first experience with somebody who had a mental disorder that caused them to steal. I have heard of kleptomania. I had never met one and uh, somebody who suffered from this. And other than the fact that he was a thief, he looked like he could have been my grandpa. He was just came in. He was dressed uh, well enough. It wasn't like anything fancy with his, you know, a zoot suit and a hat or, you know, whatever. You get the idea. He was wearing a nice pair of dress slacks, a belt, shiny shoes. The guy obviously took care of him, his shoes. Um, Button-down shirt, no tie, sports jacket. And he was old. Other than that, you know, you couldn't tell the guy had a, had a problem. Other than the fact I, that he was putting CDs in his pants. I knew a girl who was very well off. And um, when we'd go to the supermarket, she'd just randomly steal stuff. Just... You know, and she had no need for anything. 
uh, this happens. But, but you have to remember that every decision we make as humans, for the person making the decision, it's the best one, quote unquote, at the time it's being made. Do you see where I'm going with that? Uh, There's a reason for it. Because, I mean, everything we do is basically for... It's in the interest of our own survival. So, Unless you've got something upstairs that's not firing on all cylinders. But no matter what's happening, whether it's firing or not, um, the brain basically it wants to... No, there's a crosstalk with kleptomania. No, it's not. It, it's it actually, is. It's the, no, it's the brain. Because every time you do something that's in the interest of your own survival, that's good for your own survival, your brain gives you reward. It's what yeah. makes you make that decision. Right. And so for some because the mania, there's a the crosstalk that's giving them a reward for doing something that could potentially harm them. Oh, crosstalk in the brain, not between us. Okay, sorry. Um, the crosstalk, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I dated a girl who I didn't know until after the fact was stealing my knives. Why? Because she wanted a new knife to cut herself with. There's something wrong up there at that point. That's, and I met her. Yeah. That's levels there, man. Yeah, yeah it is. And but they were my good knives, too, which really pissed me off. That's why people kill themselves because the brain sees no fucking point in going on anymore. No, 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 no. She wasn't trying to cut herself to kill herself. She was oh, just doing the whole. Even, even cutting yourself, you know, there's people that like to abuse themselves in many ways, but they're getting something. The brain is giving an award, a reward for it. Otherwise, because, they wouldn't be doing it. Right. And that reward, there's some kind of short circuit on there that's that's where the you're harming yourself. Your brain should not be rewarding you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, well, it and should it, not it be, is. but should. There's no should in it, but it just is. Um, but if you're gonna if you're gonna work with the rest of society, yeah, that it just doesn't work. That doesn't work. Yeah, and even if it didn't wasn't the rest of society, that's potential infections. That's potential cutting too deep and and nicking some something to the point of where oh I'm going to die pretty darn quickly. Um, but they don't. It's it's all to demonstrate that they not only do they not want to live with others, they don't see any point in their own survival. It's not necessarily that. It might be just a freaking wire cross talked in the brain. Yeah, because, because I, even suicide is is um, the brain is giving a reward for making that decision to kill yourself. Yeah, there's no point in surviving. Why bother going on? Why do I have to go through all this? Not necessary there? reward for for uh, as somebody who who's been down the road of depression and is chronically depressed. I can honestly say I'm not feeling any rewards for negative feelings. What I do get is a sense of the the few times where I had feelings of why don't I just end it all was a case of, well, if I end it all, I won't have to feel these negative feelings anymore. That wasn't a reward. That was relief uh, from that's that's, the pain. That's the, yeah, that's it. Yeah. This is, uh, this, this is an area I think that we kind of need to kind of pull back from because uh, I, I'm pretty sure that Bridget, I think that you're, you're, you're pretty much going to back me up on this one. Uh, the area that we've kind of gotten down into starts to really get into the area of uh, neurochemistry and, and behavioral science that I don't think we're really qualified to really kind of go down any much further than what we have. And we might have actually gone a little bit further than what I think we kind well, of. All I'm basically <laughs> trying to describe is why we do what we do. That's all. Right. Why do we do? Why do we? Why do we steal? Why do we behave right. this way? Right. And, and, right. And, and, and that's why I'm saying, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to get 
I'm trying to we, find out one way or the other from you know because yeah. Bridget knows a little bit better I'm than not we a neurobiologist. do. Neurobiologist. <laughs> right. no, no, I understand that, but you 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 know you know better than we would if only just by guilt by association a little bit if we've kind of gone a little a little further than what we really should at this point i guess it, it basically comes down to just asking yourself before you do something ask yourself why do i want to do this that, that's not many people start. are taught to ask themselves why but they that's do it. something that's what being a skeptic is yeah. And that's education too, if that helps to bring us back there on are, track. There are some conditions, like if you're, you know, a sociopath, there is no treatment for that. That that we know of. Currently. That we know of, yeah. There's not, or if you have borderline personality disorder, that's not treatable. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of problems with all that. Um, here's here's a here's a twist on the whole damn thing that I, I want to uh, kind of bring into play. And and Bridget, I think that maybe this might be a little bit uh, a little bit better for your wheelhouse. If you take the if you take the example that I had before, where you have you have all the resources that you could want, not infinite, but mm -hmm. as much as what you could want. If societally, everyone also is in the same position, where everybody else has whatever it is that they're going to want to work with that societally is the norm when there is someone who is let let's say in in the realm of unfortunately uh, with kleptomania mm -hmm. where they for whatever reason they desire and they follow through with taking something without necessarily let let me let me use let me use the the scare quotes pay for because the 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 societal impact is a very very different thing monetarily at that point um would that not be someone that would be looked at as oh they don't really need to do that let's find out why they're doing stuff like that and let's try to help them so that they don't do that anymore because they don't have to Doesn't that then shift the way that societally we would deal with that level of mental imbalance, for lack of a better term for it, for the moment? Well, I mean, the, the thing that you're going to have to take into consideration here in this country is there is no impetus for rehabilitation, even if it was possible, uh, as long as we've got a prison for profit system going. Um, they want to keep the beds full. Agreed. Agreed. And I, I think there's more, there's more to it than that as well. Like what you're, what I feel you're describing here is a society where if everyone is super, then no one is super. So basically instead of not having any money for food, I go to the magic thing in the shelf, tell it what I want and I get it in terms of food or, or other forms of, of sustenance or whatever. Is that, is that kind of where, where, what you were thinking here? Well, to the first part, no, to the second part, yes. The idea that everybody is super, no, actually I'm, I'm looking at it more from the standpoint of everybody is at least level, not necessarily a super in and of themselves, 
so much as they are everyone is on equal footing playing by the same rules no 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 that's 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 a different piece level playing but table you're uh, again you're going from you're going from the standpoint of the society uh, how do i put it um i'm talking about in terms of people have what they need everyone has somewhere where they can live okay a bed they have food they can go where they want as they need they don't have to they don't have to bite the ass of the next dog in order to scare them away from food okay. i think I, I think i understand what you're saying you're trying to uh, basically that all their physical needs are met yeah, let, let me break body this one needs... down. Yeah, let, let me break this one down. Um, for those of you listening to the audio version of this, I've just put up a shot of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is one of the few things I actually got I got and retained from a psychology class I took over twenty years ago. Ooh, congratulations! Well, largely because even though this is not exactly the most well, it's not the most accurate model, and I know there's been a lot of debunking done on this hierarchy over the years, I still think it holds a lot of water. So I think Shushan, what you're talking about here is physiological needs and safety needs, which physiological, of course, food, water, warmth, rest. Mm -hmm. So that's your basics. You're, you got a roof over your head. You've got food on the table. You've got a bed to sleep in at night and you don't have to worry about the mustache twisting. No offense, Joseph villain coming in, you know, <laughs> you didn't pay your rent, you're out. God, I just channeled Tim Pool. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and then the second piece is the safety needs, security and safety, which again, All part the, way, yeah, the way Maslow's works, hierarchy works is that you cannot ascend to the next level until the previous level has been fulfilled. That's, that's how this works. So if you have your physiological needs taken care of, then you can focus on your safety needs, which in this case would be a job or a way to help facilitate maintaining your physiological needs. Now, in in the example you were you were saying there, where where everybody had what they needed, um, a job to pay for a job at level two to pay for everything at level one would not necessarily be required. Uh, although uh, giving back in some way to society would yeah. be help in order to help maintain for everybody else. Yeah, uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm gonna probably get some people who are gonna be like, "Well, you're starting to talk about socialism." No, 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 no. Maybe I'm not entirely certain, but everybody pitching in so that everybody else helps out. Anyway, leave yeah. leave the idea of that aside for a couple of seconds, though. Yeah. So then moving on, once your security needs are taken care of, then you can move on to belongingness and love needs. So that's, and you see this, this also shifts from basic needs to, to psychological needs. So now that you're secure in your life, you are not starving. You can then go to pursue social relationships, you know, maybe find that, that special some pony. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a few, you know, speaking of in jokes anyways, but, but to find that, to find that special someone or just to find that place in society 
that you know that, that most appeals to you. And then moving on from that, you get into esteem needs. Now, this is your your ego boosts, your encouragement that you know you're now you're doing things so that you feel good about yourself, that you feel accomplished. Um, this is the podcaster who at the end of killing their voice for speaking for six hours to do a whole bunch of stuff ahead of time, finishes the edits, sees that MP3 sitting there and kind of goes, yeah, you know, but then you finally get to self-actualization. This is the top of the pyramid achieving one's full potential, including creative activity. So th this is what you strive for, where everything is for the love. It, it, it's not about the money. It's for the love because you don't need to do it for anything else. You don't, you, you don't need to, um, you don't need to do your job to survive. There, there's because, something, hmm? there's something missing from this though, because um, there has to be a point everything you're doing and you have to understand that point yourself um I, is this triangle is it for the individual or is this for a functioning greater society uh actually um i think this is more for individual and, and as i said because uh, it, this, they kind of work in tandem no means, don't they yeah that's right and that's why uh, i said before this is by no means like a, a definitive model it's just one mm. that i've kind of always leaned on uh, kind of based on my own experience. Um, there were many other things like this that I learned in school. Um, but again, this is really the other one I remember the most. Uh, sadly, what do we got here? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, apparently I, I got uh, Luna's stamp of approval for what I said. <laughs> You're welcome. It's your damn fault. Yeah. But um, no, and I... I, I honestly think, and, and I, I agree with you, Shushan, on this, that I think if the, using my analogy, if the first two levels of the hierarchy were, were satisfied for everybody, I think we would have a much better time of just being a society. And unfortunately, these days, and again, this, this rounds back down to culture. You know, the, the, the culture of, of self-entitlement, of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and screw everybody else in, in the thing. You know, it, it's lead, follow, or get out of my way, or although these days it's lead, follow, or yeah, lead, and if you follow, kiss my boots. I think it, you know? it has more to do with, um, because it's there's one part of that type of society, it's me right now. Yeah. But it's also a lack of accountability. Yes. So people don't think about the consequences of their actions. Yeah. And that's that's part of what got this whole damn thing started for me in the first place. You know, we've talked on several occasions about how accountability, especially at the upper echelons of government, have been a real problem that they've not been instituted the way that they should. Never mind could. There's but, a definite lack of uh, pragmatism. In, uh, in society these days. Yeah. You know, um, every, everybody wants to, everybody wants to jump on something. They, they want the hot take to get everybody's attention. They, they want to say something that they think in their mind is going to be iconic and it wants to go viral. 
so that everybody is hashtagging that phrase all the way. Do you want to do that? Uh, me personally, no. Um, but, that's, that's but, the but then, but then you get, society hmm? is divided between people who want to do that and then people like you. <laughs> And me, probably. Uh, I was going to say, people like me. So what, um, Canadian assholes? No. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... Stop undermining yourself. The point uh, you just made, that uh, you want to get out there and make the biggest impact, the biggest splash, like to, be, to actually, like people like that want to be somebody. But I think people like me and you, and all of us probably, um, want to do something. See what I mean? Yeah. Um... It's two different and, mentalities. And, and you know, there was a there was a great example of this. Unfortunately, the guy's not on YouTube anymore, but um you have these so-called viral videos that go out that show something absolutely atrocious or horrific. And everybody jumps on it, you know, oh police are bad, screw the police, screw authority, blah, 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 blah. And it's like a 15, let's say it's a 15-second video that shows something absolutely horrible this guy somehow would get a hold of the rest of the video which is not instead of just being 15 seconds was two minutes and that one minute and 45 seconds prior to what was shown puts the whole thing in context you know now i don't i'm not excusing any kind of police shooting that has been proven to be shitty okay but there was one where it showed a video of a, of a guy getting shot. And of course it's white cop, black man, whatever. This guy found the rest of the video. The guy who was shot was holding a gun and was pointing it threateningly at the cop. Context. But for the most part, the outrage mob didn't care because all they saw was that 15 seconds and that person that put that 15 second video on there got retweeted, got likes, suddenly became, you know, internet famous for 15 minutes. And, and this is what we have to get away from. We have to get away from this, as Joseph said, this me now, you know, self, self aggrandization, aggrandization. I'm far too sober. Um, <laughs> Now, I got you at this point. See, the, yeah. the problem with that is, um, what was who was it that had the 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 quote? Was it Churchill? Uh, a lie is able to circle the world before the truth could lace on its shoes. And the and the internet, you know, these days, uh, a lie can get around before people even get out of bed. Now there are people who decide to actually make false material and publish online the moment they wake up in the morning. They've already been interviewed and had document, uh, you know, uh, 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 there have been online articles about these kinds of people. Yeah. And I mean, that's why these days you've got, you know, like with websites, um, that, that news guard that I showed you a couple of weeks ago, um, that kind of helps a little bit with, you know, vetting uh, news articles based on the reputation of the site. Um, mm -hmm. I know of another group that is actually now working on vetting stories and they are posting, they'll be posting stuff independently they, they haven't finished it yet. I think they're still working out the logistics of getting the group together, but it's in progress where 
I want to say they're going to be like Snopes, but until I see, you know, the results of what they're doing, I, I can't really, I, I can't give you a comparison at this point. Mm -hmm. But the second I see it drop, I'll let you guys know. I just, you know, I, 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 there seems to be just a lot of fake news and shit out there. And no, there is, there is a very specific industry for that right mm -hmm. now. And, uh, you remember back when it just used to be the Inquirer and we knew we could write that shit off? Yeah. Ah, those were the days. Uh, bad boy, where are you now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to have a, we got to have a link to uh, Midnight Star by Weird Al in the show notes. Because Bat Boy, no Frog Boy, sorry, and no offense <laughs> to our French uh, contingent. <laughs> well, without, it, without it, the mustache, you got something. <laughs> Dallin's got a thing for me. He's got a thing for mustaches. Well, actually, I used to have one, and then the I got <laughs> the, What you were married to your mustache. <laughs> Oh, but I think my ex-wife was. Uh, oh, she's, so she took that too. Uh, no, that went down the drain after she kicked me out. Apparently, she didn't like what the mustache was attached to. So, uh, uh, okay. and yeah, I think we better move on before this becomes a real <laughs> NSFW show. You know, I, I was I was gonna say, you know, when I first met you, it, it wouldn't have made a difference whether you had one or not. I couldn't have seen it from the angle I was looking at you from. No, you were too busy looking at my nose hairs. I've never had a mustache. You're not from Staten Island. So over there in New York City, that's thirteen hundred Elmwood Avenue, Buffalo, New York, one four two two two. Dial carefully and good luck. <laughs> He's okay. She'll just use that address many times on many shows. I've never actually looked it up. I have. <laughs> There's a Tim Hortons there. <laughs> I kid you not. I need to double check. I haven't been over there recently. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's where I live. You know, Canadians, you know, a lot of Canadians have mustaches, you know. Yeah. Well, a lot of Canadians have beards, too. Mm. Well, the, the Staten Island mustache connection? Okay, anyways. Um, uh, I, I think that's more of a uh, of a uh, biological sex issue there. Um, whereas, you know, uh, you know, rookie. I'm ragging on my cousins, okay? I'm <laughs> ragging on my female cousins. That's what it's all. <laughs> there, there's a Lord of the Rings dwarf joke in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Shujin.exe has suffered a critical failure. <laughs> nope. It's Shujin.erb has suffered a critical function error right now. That's that's what it, there's some people who know exactly what I'm talking about. Not gonna do it. Drink. Uh, uh, you even stole my R. I'm sorry. Oh god damn it. Okay, so that's that's two things I gotta add to the whole damn thing. All right, fine. You know what? All right. Hmm. Let me tell you what I was thinking. 
Okay. The reason why I brought the whole thing about um, if 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 everybody had all the resources that they could want, that they could need to use, and and how would that change how societally we would operate, how we would deal with people that didn't operate with with those parameters, and I know for well, I'm going to get a whole bunch of people at some point that are going to be like, "Oh, you're one of those freaks." Star Trek: The Next Generation. Crime is not really an issue because people have access to all of what they need. Fresh air, sunshine, somewhere to live, somewhere where they can better themselves, where they can give back. There are people who are chefs in restaurants just because it's what makes them feel good because they can give back to people. And how do they pay? By saying thank you and coming back and having other people come back to enjoy whatever it is. And they go out to investigate new places and improve themselves and the knowledge of society at large. Am I intentionally pulling from fantasy? No, it's science fiction. And if there's one thing we've learned about science fiction is that sooner or later science fact comes from science fiction mm -hmm. yeah this little this little doodaddy which yes is off right now for those of you that are that are listening yes my bluetooth star trek communicator speakerphone media player thingy yes i know it's a toy but in 65 this was what a cell phone is today and no. it, hold it, hold it. A Nokia or a flip phone. That's better. It, now, what we have today far and away surpasses what these do or were In, supposed to. But I was going to say, it's not, not 100% truly surpasses it. Because don't forget, those communicators could do something that our cell phone networks can't do okay those things could talk to the ships and the communications systems on the ships from extreme distances that our cellular technology could not possibly reach <laughs> okay so in well, that respect even the old original star trek communicator systems are still superior to what we have right now ours okay. are more multifunction what i thought what that thought to be said. fair yeah. To be fair, yeah. uh, we haven't reached those kinds of distances yet as a species. Yeah. Well, here, here, here's 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 you my know? point. Here's my point. Um, let me show you this. Ah, those are awesome. For those of you that are not sure what the hell this is, or who are listening and have no no clue, this is my what's called an HT handy talking. This is a dual-band ham radio, handheld, lithium-ion battery. Uh, let me show you. Battery pack, okay. And this is a relatively old one at this point. Lantana. Is that one you use when you go on the race? Uh, actually, no, I have not used this in quite a while, and I have not been, as the term goes, radioactive in quite a while, unfortunately. Here's the deal. 
This is a dual band 2 meter 440 radio, meaning it transmits and receives in the 145 megahertz range and the 445-ish megahertz range. For those of you that are wondering, what does that translate to? Yeah, you know how on the, the radio in your car, you still use the radio in your car, right? Good, FM. 103 <clears throat> megahertz? Yeah, you, you get the idea. That's a very narrow band for, uh, for broadcast. I've got a larger band that I can work with in a couple of different modes, but with this little five watts, that's that's the that's the extent that this thing can push five watts. I can theoretically talk to the International Space Station and them talk down with a similar device because line of sight communication at those frequencies. It's doable. It's a little it's a little hinky because you know Doppler speeds and 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 you know, but it's doable. So. You know, science kind of still falls along. Now, the reason why I was bringing up the whole Star Trek angle is that when Next Generation comes up, we do get a view into the societal area of commerce and fulfillment of self and society and culture and bringing up... What was it? Uh, what was it that the one, one parent had said to a third... Uh, all 13-year-olds need to have uh, a good basis in algebra, I think is what it was. I mean, it was calculus. It could have been calculus. It was a high, high school borderline college level math course that the elementary school students were taking. Or, or early junior high. Yeah, something like yeah. that. But, uh, but it, was, it, was, it was great. So to, the, to, that, uh, to that end, I have over here a cheap smartwatch and how cheap 20 bucks is it super powerful no but you can put a sim card in here and it is a full-fledged cell phone so the dick tracy watch two-way radio transmitter watch yeah that's 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 a tinker toy effectively yeah, one of the one of the things they actually pointed out in one of the Dick Tracy comics was uh, he became he took this kid underneath him as uh, for training and such uh, because a kid tried to make off with his watch and the only reason the kid couldn't steal the watch was because the watch phone of the time had a cable <clears throat> running up the length of the arm all the way up through his coat up the back of his neck to form the antenna necessary for the phone to work. And at that point. Uh, or I should say at this point, uh, yeah, no, the, the, there is no additional. It's an internal either. antenna. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. all in the, all in the body. It's just all in the body. Yeah. Now, this is, uh, this is actually a Samsung gear watch. Now it itself, I, I can't put a SIM card in this thing, but it does link to, to my phone. Yeah. And kind of the same way that the communicator does. Yeah. And I, uh, and I can actually, I can, I can listen to control music with it. I can take phone calls with it. So it's it is kind of Dick Tracy with a big ass backup, but yeah. um, no, I mean the technology's there. It's it's getting better, um, but 
I honestly, when it comes to this kind of society that you're talking about, um, I don't think we're going to see it in our lifetime because the kind of society you're looking for or that you're talking about would have to be global. There would have to be no, there would have to be a satisfaction of the basic needs worldwide so that nobody could look at, you know, the USA and say, they have something we don't, we want it, we're going to go get it. And, and, and that's what a lot of it is. Now, whether they dress it up as God tells us to, or we must fight our oppressors, we must fight, you know, all of these people because justice or because whatever so long as so long as they have a reason to do it as anybody else has a reason to do it we have to have a reason or we have to be ready to defend for that so it, it sounds great but the logistics to work it out are going to be a bitch maybe maybe here's here's a question and I want you to enter this one honestly. And mm -hmm. before anybody starts wondering, you know, why, why are we going down this, this whole rabbit hole? There actually is a reason why I'm going down through all this for the whole damn thing. Watch this. Dallin, here is my question for you. And okay. I know that I know you cannot possibly know the actual number, but <clears throat> in the construction of that smartwatch, how many actual people do you think had a hand in piecing it together as opposed to mechanation piecing it together off the top of my head i couldn't tell you no obviously not but looking at it and knowing the technology that goes into these things at this point do you really honestly think that there are as many people as what would have otherwise been on an assembly line putting together timex sinclairs no, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Shit, what was it? Your Timex, uh, shit. I forget you mean which the, the computer? Watch. No, the old watches. Oh, okay. I, I know the ones you're talking about, but yeah. I, again, yeah, you're, you're right. There's, and honestly, again, I couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, tech, another one uh, in, in, the same, in the same area. Coffee production. How much of that is actually done by people actually physically pulling pods of, of coffee beans versus mechanized? I can't give you the actual stats on that. What of I course. can tell you is that from the shows that I've watched that talk about the coffee industry, on things like the on the Food Network channel and Dis and Discovery and so on and so forth, where they talk about standard means of obtaining these sorts of coffees from these regions and those regions and everything else. What we don't have is we don't have an insane amount of automate automation in the initial harvesting and planting of the crops. Okay, so getting the pods, planting the trees, all that other fun stuff. It's all done by humans. We might have machines that are helping with the irrigation. We might have machines that help get the materials to and from, that sort of thing. But when it comes to actually getting the bean pods down, it's a human hand doing the work, not a robot. And depending on what region you're talking about, 
that's a pretty good job to have in other regions. It could cause right. you to lose your life if you're not careful, depending on where the plants are located, what's going on in that region in terms of crime. It, oh. Again, depending on where you are in the world, it could be a crapshoot. And that all depends on where you're born. Bridget, when you're dealing with uh, when you're dealing with nurses in a ho in, in a uh, in a hospital ward, there are let's see how well I remember when Fuji was in at Roswell Park, there were nine a dozen okay, let's say roughly a dozen rooms with two people to a room and there would be let's say maybe nine nurses staffed at any one time for that ward mm -hmm. that that sounds uh, sound pretty close to what you would expect um that's probably a few more nurses than you would have in a typical hospital now okay okay that's good uh, they usually work short staffed and that's by design so that the director of nursing can get a little kickback for short staffing. Yes, not to mention the whole, well, really, when you think about it, most of the time there's not much of anything going on until those, you know, 10, 15 seconds of pure terror. But, oh, you know, yeah. that only happens once in a while. <laughs> but to that end, these days, how many pieces of mechanization how, how many how many how many excuse me computerized sensor systems are there actually in place to help monitor vital signs and to make sure that various things are dripping the way that they're supposed to i.e uh pushing a certain amount of pain meds for instance mm -hmm. when somebody goes ahead and uses their clicker which i know all too well about thank you very much roswell park mm -hmm. They yeah. don't have to be just over their shoulder the whole time. Right. But when they're coming by and administering medications, they have to have time to do that. And a lot of times they don't have time to do that. And so you'll have, you know, patients going for four or six hours without pain meds when they need it, which really sucks. But they can still all be monitored all from yeah. one at the main desk too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's that's. I'm not saying that this is optimal. I'm saying this is this is one of the things that can can and does happen because technological advancement. Yeah. And Joseph, you've been getting information. You've been taking pictures. You've been gathering a whole bunch of information on um, old building constructions and recreating them in digital forms so that people can learn from them. Um, and, yeah. and this is not something that typically would be available to everyone everywhere because the equivalent of blueprints from the 1400s, uh, the only way of sharing that would be for somebody to come over and actually unroll a scroll and take a look at it themselves versus what you're doing now where you're not only taking that information and putting it out there for the world to see but people can actually visualize it in real-time 3d stuff or at least in the near future they'd be able to do that 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the point that I'm trying to make with all this. This is working towards a term that I had heard relatively recently, the post-consumer world. The post-manufacturing world. Where what we want, we could actually have. We could actually have it produced relatively inexpensively because so much stuff is becoming automated. So much stuff is becoming simply data and available. Not all of it, of course. Food? Mm, yeah, replicators are going to take a little bit longer. But the idea of growing meat in vats is starting to become a reality. So the idea that these things could happen is a little bit less sci-fi and a little bit more, hey, you know, this could be on the horizon. <clears throat> Which then makes me wonder, can we actually see in our lifetimes, some of us might actually live that long, thank you very much, I'm going to keep trying, a point where people who are wrong could be viewed as needing help and can get the help as opposed to having to deal completely with punitive measures as an all. Now I think you might see a little bit better of where I've been kind of unspooling this to. Or maybe I've just been spinning my tires and, and not going anywhere. Tech, you're you're I thought I thought I saw you just grinning just a little bit. No, yes. Well, okay. Um I can take this somewhere, I guess. Um Good. Don't the, leave me hanging entirely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the entire point of sharing information, what are we trying to do? We're trying to make survival easier for each other. You know, it, giving each other the the tools we need to, you know, to get by. And, um, well, whether people want to use them or not, that's another question. But anyways, I think that's the kind of point of what we're doing, by right? Sharing information. And somebody being wrong, what is somebody being wrong? It's actually something doing, they're doing something against their own interest. And well, by correcting them, normally we're helping them with that. But that leads to something else, uh, which is some people who absolutely do not want to be wrong. Uh, yeah. Um, this is a lot of can of worms we're skirting here. <laughs> Funny enough, to that end, uh, Stephanie has also said, Shushin, you would have to re-educate the entire USA. But that's mm -hmm. it. That's exactly it. Yeah, because well, we'd have to re-educate more than just the US, though. It, like I said, it would have to be the entire world. I got no problem with that. I would be more than happy to go ahead and be a, a benevolent dictator and retrain everyone. You Thank you very much. Well... But that's the thing, because to, in order to re-educate people, um, where, where do you, how far do you have to go? Because you have to give people the incentive to think, basically. Uh, and, you know, just 
that just opened up another can of worms that uh, it, it just hit me because, okay, I, again, speaking as an outsider, not trying to ruffle too many feathers, although I'm probably going to get get a few shots at this one. You want to re-educate the entire U.S. There are a lot of factions in the U.S. that are fairly ingrained and entrenched in their education. A lot of it religious-based. You know, you've got religious customs, you've got religious traits, you've got traditions. What do you do? You have a, you have a system. Yeah. But this is what going you, back to, again, what I'm always calling a survive-by-imitation system. Yes, but... Means it's an established system. You, yeah. You outsource actually your own survival to other people if i follow their rules yeah. then everything is going to be good for me but then and what do you no do incentive to think yeah okay fine but so you take so, so what do you want to do you, you want to educate the next generation to think differently to get away from the traditions to get away from the learn by imitation to get away from it all and start them on the right path now i use well, this in quotes oh yeah that's ooh, touchy touchy Yes, but, because, and I, and Joseph, I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I do. I expect and, so too. Yeah. So you take the children away from these hick, backwater, traditionalist religitards. Uh, I'm, I'm being very dramatic uh, here. And you drop them into an education center where the right people will be teaching them the right way to do things. And you know what I just did there? I just pissed off every native Canadian <laughs> in the world because we did that. Except it was the religious, most likely the mostly the Anglican religion that set up something called regional schools. Yep, which scarred the people and they are still recovering from it to this day. So We've done similar things over on the side of the border too. Yes. I'm not saying it with any kind of pride. No. I'm saying it with, with think, a with a look at it from the the historical his, yeah. and part. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is where I, I mean, it sounds great to, to be able to reeducate the entire country to to get them on board with, with with this new sort of you know culture of let's not be dicks and let let's all work together. Yeah, it would be great, but the methodology the is, just the problem is in your definition of right. <clears throat> what exactly. I'd like to, what I'd like to tell people before anything else is that they can be responsible for their own survival. They can make the decisions necessary to their own for their own well being. Mm -hmm. Like I can I can tell them something. I know I can just tell them you know, I, I may have a thing or two, a survival tip or two, or but they can decide for themselves whether I'm right or wrong. Mm -hmm. but just letting them know that they themselves are able to make this kind of decision, I think that's already a huge step. Yeah. Because people don't want to go there. Normally, they'd, they'd rather defer to, uh, you know, the, the, the authority, basically. I mean, you've got people who would go to... Um, like a hardware store or whatever and the, the, they, they they take the salesperson's advice like on faith instead of doing the research necessary to decide whether whatever they're being sold is adapted to what they need or not 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <coughs> but if they're always you know, deferring the decision to somebody else, to the government, to the police, to the salesperson, to the, you know, even med.net or whatever, the fucking, you know, medical advice. Oh, God. WebMD. Yeah. 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 WebMD. Sorry. Yeah. Cancer. You know, and, and sadly, I've uh, I've fallen prey to that in the past. I've actually been to WebMD to try to figure out uh, a few things. You have cancer. Uh, According to WebMD, everybody has cancer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thankfully, they. Um, and we have a drug for that. Col yeah, College they, Humor actually did a joke with that. They ended one of their uh, of their five episodes of "What If Google Was a Guy," where it oh, yeah. phased into a guy sitting behind a desk and said at WebMD, and the guy goes, "Hi, hands and feet," and the guy goes, "Cancer." Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess where I'm going is just you know, question. You can question authority, and you actually not only can you, you should. I think uh, Bridget's on her way out. But that that involves, unfortunately, that that comes with the baggage. You know, there's a fair amount of work to do there, the yep. research and all that, and a lot of people don't want to do that either. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. So, yeah, Bridget, thanks for being able to make it as long as you could. You uh, you go and take care of yourself, huh? Thanks. I'm well, just nodding off. I'm so sorry. I'm just no worries. <laughs> oh, okay. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. You have yourself a good holiday weekend as it comes up, hon. Oh, you too. You too. Thanks, hon. So, <sighs> we're we're almost uh, we're almost at closing time anyway. So we're yeah. actually doing pretty good. Um, Three guys could be worse. I mean, it, it, I've I've had one show where it was just me for a while. So mm -hmm. there you go. Um, I know I've ended up uh, talking a, a lot through uh, trying to get my ideas together to to roll it out for all you guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of sit back just a little bit. Uh, we've only got a couple more minutes, so I, I guess if there's anything else to to hash out uh, individually or or between the the bunch of us, really quickly. I just want to come back to one point I made earlier about the 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 landlord and the employer. Um, sure the power they have in society because i mean we can make all the anti-racism laws we want we can make you know all of the fair play uh rules we want but employers you know if they really don't want to hire a person of this you know religion or this color or whatever they can make up any excuse they want it can be anything else. So they're basically, they're exempt from whatever law we make. I will tell you this. This is something that happens whether people want to argue that it does or doesn't. It does happen. Um, in America, in the state that I live in and, and so on and so forth, <clears throat> there are laws in place where if somebody, if I put in an application with another company, so let's say I used to work for company A, now I want to go work for company B. I don't work for company anymore. I put in a, an application for company B and on my application, my resume shows that I used to work for company A. They're legally allowed to call company A and go, hi, did Unrenown Tech used to work for you during this time frame? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, good. So you didn't lie about that. All right. Um, is there anything that you want to tell us about uh, this employee? Um, he came in during his regular break uh, shifts like he was supposed to. 
or he didn't show up uh, when he wasn't supposed to, when he was supposed to, you know, basically they can say that he did his job performance or he didn't do his job performance. And that that's kind of the limit. What will end up happening though. And they'll be, they'll say, Oh, and off the record, you know, we, you know, I, I heard these things or, you know, it, it, they use keywords that don't say that we didn't like him because he was an asshole. We didn't like him because he'd come in and he'd start drama between other employees and shit like that because they're not allowed to say those things. You know, we can't say, oh, we didn't like him because he was black or white or tan or purple or whatever. But they have keywords that they use that other employers who are used to doing hiring and firing understand unspoken uh unspoken language yeah basically not used in everyday conversation but things that stick out a little bit to somebody who knows what to listen for i have heard the tone of your voice can do that exactly and that's the thing the law doesn't say anything about the tone of voice and the reason I know this is because a company I worked for, there was an employee who was one of those who you hope you never have to work with ever again. Not because the person was a bad person, but because the person had a tendency to cause conflict. Whether intentional or otherwise was immaterial. This person had a, a tendency to cause an environment to become toxic for everybody. Not one person or one type, but for everybody and that's a problem because when you have everybody from different backgrounds which the environment i at the time was in was very mixed and everybody was working their butts off to make sure that they didn't do the things that they weren't supposed to be so that they didn't create a toxic environment um and here you have somebody coming in throwing a monkey wrench into the work you never want this person to come back and you need to make and you feel that it is somehow your responsibility to warn anybody else of this person in a regular day environment. That's not business. Like, you know, you go out to the playground with your kids and it's like, Hey, you know, so-and-so may invite you over, but you got to watch out. You know, if you leave your kids there, they have a tendency to preach to the kids about, uh, you know, Mormonism or, or whatever, or, or, uh, Scientology, you know, to, to, get a reference for some people that may understand the parents are going to thank you and go, Oh yeah, no, I'm much obliged. You know, did you do somebody a favor? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that person you were talking to was a Scientologist. You never know. But I heard some of those words. I heard some of the keywords and some of the voice inflections and everything else. When that person had listed us as a reference and more importantly, this person had never asked to use me as a reference. And I get a call from the same company saying, hey, so-and-so has referenced you. I was like, wait a minute, they did what? Well, you didn't authorize them? No, I didn't authorize them. I would never agree to allow to be used as a reference for that person. Okay, thank you. That's all we needed to know. Bye-bye. I was like, that person had never asked to use me as a reference. That that That's wrong. And so I don't feel so bad that the person at the company in question did the unspoken language thing to the other company because the other company dodged a potential bullet that could have potentially ruined them or an entire department or a company as a whole. 
on the same note, what they what they did was wrong because it broke the spirit of the law. But sometimes the law's an ass. Well, try to control that. Oh, what I mean is control um, uh, to verify that that kind of thing. It just it, it it's never on the record. Yeah, and there's no way to really do that. And statistics, you know, we love statistics. How is that going to enter into statistics? I mean, every job refused, and it's 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 nowhere in any statistic. I mean, all it requires, you know, just to 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 exclude somebody from society, all it takes is a racist landlord and a racist um, employer to condemn somebody to a ghetto somewhere. I've worked jobs where I have been in a position to either A, personally make the decision to hire and fire people, or B, influence the hiring and firing of people. And I had the pleasure of being able to hire people. Um, I hired, uh, at one point I hired a guy who has Hispanic background, one guy who was from India, one lady who was from, uh, where, where in the hell in Europe was she from? I can't remember. I'm not good with geography. The point is, is that I, I've had the tendency to hire people who had mixed backgrounds and, it, and I didn't hire them because they had those backgrounds. I hired them because of their resumes and their work experience and their, and their, um, and, and the things that they had listed on their resumes and such. I hired them for their merits, if you will. As it should be. As it should be. And I had great results from that. Um, in positions where I was in a position to influence the hiring, but I didn't have the ultimate say, I had the misfortune of having to sit in on one session where the hiring manager was a sexist pig. And that, it absolutely disgusted me because he was trying to turn down a woman candidate who was the superior candidate above all the other applicants. She had the most skills. She was able to demonstrate it in a live test uh, environment. And uh, the others didn't come close to her ability. Um, one was a sad person who only knew buzzwords for the uh, industry that we were in. Yeah, there's always one. There's always mm -hmm. one somewhere, you know, and I give the people bullshit. like that credit. I, I give people credit for even trying, but come on, don't bullshit a bullshitter. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't work. So the point was, is uh, the point was, is that um, the guy didn't want the woman because she was just a woman. And so he was leaning towards the bullshitter because the bullshitter was saying all the right things. I was lucky enough to be in a position where I could go over that guy's head to a much higher think uh, district or regional management uh, person who did trust my judgment because I had demonstrated my judgment in our uh, organization to be sound and profitable, more importantly for a company, and clue this guy in on what was happening at a local level. And he was able to come in and go, nope. I'm uh, I'm vetoing your decision. You're hiring her. And when she came on board, I personally took interest to make sure she got all the proper training for the position so that they couldn't, you know, fail that. This manager couldn't uh, be uh, retribution on her and throw her under a bus. Um, 
what I had last heard, which was many, many years ago, she had actually gotten out of that location to another location and had moved up the ladder a bit. So, you know, good on her um, for, for doing that. But, you know, it happens and it sucks. Um, there's an extended relative who was in my family in the, um, what's the industry where you sell houses? Real, real estate. estate. Real estate. In the real estate industry. Not there anymore. Uh, but is racist. Does not like uh, black people or Russian people. And my jaw hit the floor when I hit the, heard the shit coming out of her mouth. And I just, I, I had to walk away because it's family. I, what, did I just, you, what did you hear coming out of her mouth? Racist bullshit about not wanting to sell houses to people who had any kind of, who was either uh to put it nicely, a Negro, um, or uh, anybody with Ru Russian ancestry. She was racist against those two kinds of people. And she's uh, luckily not in my bloodline, but due to marriage as an extended, like several places removed part of the family line. Well, what does your bloodline matter? <laughs> to you a know racist, what? it matters a lot. Just ask the KKK. Um. Yeah, that's ask yeah. that racist bastard that got was on the show and they did a genetic mapping of him. They told him how much African American he was, and he was all like pissed and shit. That was great. Yeah. What was it Sam Harris said that um, because you know uh, most um, Caucasians, even in Asians, though we have a lot of uh... yeah, we have African descent of some sort. No, no, no. How Cro European no, you are, Romanian. Uh, no, is it Cro-Magnon or is it... Uh, Cro-Magnon, Cro holy crap. Cro-Magnon? No. That, that's a condom, right? No, no. no Neanderthal. <laughs> Neanderthal. We, yeah, we have Neanderthal. And actually, actually, uh, people out of Africa are more homo sapiens than we are. Mm. Fun how that all plays out, isn't it? Mm -mm. I thought for, except for a very small demographic elsewhere in the world, most people had African descent. Oh, we do, yeah, but just uh, some of us have uh, mixed with the... Uh... Yeah, but what I mean is if you tell a white supremacist that they have a African ancestry, they flip their shit. And then it's even more amusing when you prove it with a DNA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it, 23andMe or some shit like well, that? I, I've, I've actually <laughs> seen that go the other way, too. There was one lady who... Um, I mean, you look at her and she's definitely... Uh, she was black. She was on YouTube and she took it was the ancestry.com. Uh, she did the whole thing, she sent away her DNA, it came back, and she opened up her letter, and it turns out she was uh, I think 43% European. Whew. Sounds like me after a pot of coffee. Uh <laughs> That's okay, <laughs> I, I still, I still thought the Father's Day commercials for Twenty Three and, and Me were hilarious, because there has been, um, there was an article talking about how these uh, uh, companies that do the genetic mappings, right? You send in your own, you can send in your parents and things like that for better histories and genealogies, and they're coming back going, yeah, uh, that's not your real dad, or, <laughs> oh. and they're going. Dad, mom, did you have an affair? This is not my dad. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> happy Father's Day. You're not my dad. 
and and it's really happening this is the thing it's really really happening which worries me when i hear people say oh they shouldn't allow genetic testing in cases of child custody battles in court it's like no actually it should be mandatory because look at 23andme's reports and there's numbers of how many times they had that happen was freaking huge this is it's it's maury polvich the home edition the world edition holy <laughs> shit dude there's studies going back to the 1970s where um it, it was actually demonstrated that there are a woman who would choose one male as a genetic uh, donor partner donor and another male as uh, a provider yeah but at the same time it's a bad state when you decide that you love someone and you want to marry them and then you trick them into thinking that the child that somebody else fathered is theirs that's a misplaced that that that's an abuse of trust um honestly i if somebody if somebody had done that to me with all the things i've been through i would lose my shit and i'd probably be in jail Fair enough. Would, would you be good for rehabilitation? <laughs> let's let's circle oh, back. Here. <laughs> you know, I mean, they might not let me out after that. If they give them the right doses of LSD, maybe. Hey, I'm all game. Let's <laughs> let's do this. Come on. <laughs> I'm up for trying something once. Never weed. Never again. Oh my god. Never again. Oh. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta wrap real quick. But uh, yeah. down with I, before we, just before we go ahead and get out of here, uh, just one quick question: yeah. uh, Are you familiar with the uh, with the term "bicycle day"? I forget where it was, uh, somewhere in the uh, Norwegian area, uh, Amsterdam, I think. Oh, it's where wow, wow! You, you, that you, sorry, man. Um. I was trying to remember where the hell it was, and, and I had a whole bunch of different uh, country yeah. names that were in my head. You know what? Uh, let's just say Norway is nowhere near Amsterdam. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I was trying to, I was this trying to remember. This is cool. April nineteenth. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, April nineteenth um, started Listen, in nineteen forty-three. Dude, this thing is on Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Oh, and during his bicycle ride, he experienced the effects of LSD. Yeah. Take a look, and uh, would you? Okay, while you're looking through that, yeah. while you're looking through, that, I want you, I want you to be specifically looking for the dosage that the guy ended up taking. While I explain to folks, what happened was the guy who synthesized, the guy who originally synthesized LSD, went ahead and tried to kind of guesstimate how much would produce an effect in the brain, and he went ahead and he he self-medicated shall we say uh in order to test it out and uh he gave it to himself and nothing was happening for a little bit and then he kind of left the offices and and on his bike um well here's the problem dallin over to you how much did he take versus how much did he need to take to get an effect this was three days prior to what had happened so this he took it uh, inadvertently on April 16th, 1943, and it was 250 micrograms. Yep. And uh, yeah. how much uh, How much do you need to get an effect? Um, how, how many times over? 
Uh, apparently, he had done this once, and it was that dose. Oh, hold on, hold on. Three days earlier, he'd absorbed a small amount of the drug either through his fingertips by accidentally ingesting it. On bicycle day, my bad, that's when he took the 250 micrograms uh, of LSD, and it was on that day, on the way home, he experienced the effects. On his bicycle? Yep. And apparently... So he ended up in Venezuela? <laughs> Almost. Uh, making this the date of the first ever acid trip. Oh. But on bomb. <laughs> okay. So uh, it is it is fair to say that the guy who uh, the guy who did this um, technically overdosed. Uh, well, saying a single, well, Can you it, overdose on LSD? Yeah. Um, it, it's saying that um, a recreational use. Um, well, the, the threshold effects of LSD can be felt with as little as 25 micrograms. So one-tenth of what he took, right? But they're saying that LSD doses, a single dose, may be anywhere between 40 and 500. And that over time, some people could build up a tolerance. Right? So the so, standard concentration during the mid-1960s was set at 270 micrograms. So just a little bit more. 1970s was like 300. So, no, he was about spot on, but it started to drop during the 1980s to 100 and 125. Yeah. However, the, the point being is that... So there were a lot of overdoses. The, the, the amount that he took was four to five times over the minimum dose that he would have needed to have at least gotten some kind of a tickle as a researcher to kind of understand, okay, this is the kind of thing that, yeah, you, you, okay, this is, this is what will start to have happen as opposed to, um, why is Elvis bleeding through my wall? I know Elvis wasn't a thing at that point. Shut up. Leave me alone. But, um, if uh, if if you want to look up stuff about uh, LSD, since we were mentioning about it, there you go. Bicycle day. Go ahead and have fun with that. <laughs> look that shit up. Because why the hell not? Yeah, but he apparently himself set his original uh, accidental ingestion dose as the standard for the threshold base. Yeah. Talk look about how well everything that about himself. Yeah, and look how well that worked for Mr. Fahrenheit. 100 degrees for the human body. There you go, moron. But that's a whole other thing. Uh, we need to get on out of here, but uh, was there anything Was there anything left unsaid that, uh, that we needed real quick? Actually, quite quick. Everything that we didn't talk about? <laughs> um, I think um, just in regards to Okay, so the guy who ran over the counter protester, uh, counter protester is going up the river for the rest of his life. He's basically off. He's off the board, which I will say it's a good thing because if the ideals he has are of the sort that you know what these dirty, filthy liberals are getting in the way of my you know being able to march around with a tiki torch. Uh, therefore they must all die, then yeah, uh, 
I would sooner not have to have to deal with people like that personally. Um, is there a chance that people like that could be rehabilitated, re-educated, or somehow readjusted to come back into society at some point? I'm not too confident about that right now uh, for, for anybody. I, I don't think the penal system in the United States is actually built. They're not rehabilitating. And mm -hmm. I would I, change my mind. I would challenge anybody to tell me that there are successful rehabilitation programs in some of these prisons um, so that when people are released, that they are now contributing members of society. That needs to change. I think you have to rehabilitate society before you rehabilitate people. Ah, exactly. Now, therein lies the rub, don't it? And it mm. all comes back to it. It all comes back to culture, um, Just the current culture. Think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking. We, what a concept. We need oh. a culture of thinkers. How much does that cost you thinking? Hmm. I'll tell you. I don't uh, even want to think about it. Because mm. uh, we got to get out of here. But um, there's there's the question. The, the chicken and the egg, which I know the answer to that is the egg, because the egg was around long before the chicken. But you know, be that as it may. What? Eggs a placenta. It's like asking what came first, the mother or the baby. Anyways. Anyway. So what's 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 the answer to how much is it going to cost? Well, a lot of lives. Thinking? No. Making a paradigm shift in how we work culturally societally for the betterment of the human race for the the planet and future planets we have to think about each other we have to think about the consequences of our own actions we have to yes. think that's but Thinking that's the price but that's no that's not the price that's the no. outcome the price no. is price is how do we impart to the upcoming generations that thinking that logic and reasoning are worthwhile to invest in that's the price and that's where i come back to always telling people that they can be accountable for their own survival that they can make these decisions by themselves basically it comes down to telling people you can and with a good dose of just fucking do it I think yes. it's actually going to come re the requirement in addition to thinking and education and all the other fun stuff is going to be uh, a huge having the human population approach um, a near extinction level event. We are going to have to have such a crisis that actually unifies humanity across the planet. And the that will not be manufactured by humanity unless it's something truly horrifying. And like a, like a war right. or a comet or a meteorite or something of no, that just, insane level. Well, I, I don't know if we're going to learn from history or not, but um, you know how many times this has happened in the past already? The bottlenecks. Sure. 
Yeah, but uh, at this scale, it's it's never happened before. That's for damn sure. No, yeah. and, that, and that's the point. We have nine billion people on this planet, and that's just getting higher every day. It's it's got to be something that becomes so threatening that that nine million number becomes something in very low digits, literally overnight, to look, shock humanity into actually acting look, in its own interest. Look what I was telling, what I was talking about earlier, everybody deferring to authority. Well, we're doing this even in the products we buy, because I mean, most of the shit we buy in, in supermarkets, uh, it all comes from the same few corporations. And if these corporations go down, our food chain, our food resources and everything, they're, they're gone. No, I'm not well, talking about taking out companies. I'm talking. No, about no, I'm not talking out. about taking them out. I'm just saying if they go down, there's going to be billions of people without any resources anymore, without a clue how to grow a carrot by themselves, you know? So but, that's probably a disaster that you're talking about. It's going to happen that way. But that in and of itself is a whole other piece. But uh, what, I, what I was trying to get across was the, the, the payment is trying to find our way to wherever it is that we're going to end up. And what is that going to be? How much is that going to cost us? I guess we'll find out when we get there because it's going to be a slow, long curve. Who knows? We'll see eventually. Somebody will see. May not be us, but uh, it, it'll be what it'll be. We got to we gotta get out of here because I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to have a little bit of a i'm starting to have a little bit of a hard time concentrating now which means <laughs> i need to get my butt out of here get uh some drink in me because i'm an idiot i didn't take anything to drink but uh let's just go ahead and do that so everybody thank you very much for being part and parcel with us hope that you had something worthwhile to think about and you have yourself a good time thinking about it um stephanie i i will i will go ahead and uh, read off your last thing over here um stephanie had said the crisis will not unite humanity. Climate chaos is the crisis. It is here, and I don't see people helping each other. No, um, not, no I'm not talking about something that's threatening uh, humanity. Oh, I'm talking about oh, after it's already uh, done its job. Uh, her piece is is the last piece. Um, I I will only say as much as, yeah, that does seem to be the case, and yeah, we're going to end up having to talk about that a little bit later too. Because, well, shit, there's, there's just a lot to unpack there. And no way in hell I'm going to do that now. Because, no, nah, man, no. Joseph, thank you for your time. Of course, as always, you have a good rest of your week. And, uh, and enjoy next week. Oh, well, do my best. You too, sir. Thank you. And uh, actually, wait a second. Come to, come to think about it. Uh, okay, so... That means that we will be... Oh, no, Bastille Day will not have... Uh... No, I'll be back in time for Bastille Day. So, yay, that's good. Never mind, I'll take that one back. So, oh, have so a good we're, week. We're, gonna, we're all going to wave front flags or what? Uh... Come on. What? Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> that's coming. Time's wow. That's looking a little. That, that's looking a little less France, a little more Quebec. And that's actually the 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 flag that they burned at the revolution. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the the Versailles flag. Uh, okay. Uh, 
Uh, don't come and burn my flag. Uh, tech. Hi. Um, good night. Thank you. Uh, you have yourself a, a good week and uh, try to enjoy next week. I will. Appreciate it. Man. You guys too. Uh, down. Uh, I, I guess you, I, I guess you'll probably be taking up the the horns for next week. Uh, we'll. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do have. Uh, I do have plans uh, on how we'll be able to uh, tackle shows in the future. And I'm not liking what's possible at the moment, but uh, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, all right, I'll be around. <laughs> uh, okay, so the audio is downloaded. I just have to do the final tweaks to get everything back up, but. Uh, should have that done this week on the uh, the audio side of this, the podcast at holycrapthevlogcast.com. Uh, I've actually been working a lot with my domains and subdomains lately. I actually had to fix my old novel site. Uh, apparently, um, some fool thought that, uh, hey, I'm going to put that Bitcoin ransomware on your system. And I went, oh, I found the file. And then to quote the Cybermen, delete. And it was gone. And everything is fine. Um, <clears throat> but that's my other blog site where I uh, throw a few thoughts out into the ether. You can catch that at inthewind.yo5.ca. Thanks, man. I really do appreciate it. Okay. Uh, so as, as I said, I will not be here next week. Uh, if there is going to be a show, which it sounds like there will, Dan will be uh, hosting stuff, which should not run too terribly difficultly. I hope it <laughs> should be but, all right. Yeah. But of course, as always, thank you all for being with us. As you mentioned, holycrapthevlogcast.com has got all the contact information. Phone number is, if you want to leave a voicemail message, 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. I would really appreciate not getting robocalls over there. Thanks. Yeah, whoever, whatever. Because if it's going to go to voicemail, it's going to go to voicemail. So far, none of them have. Oh, you missed two phone calls from this phone number. Don't know who it is. All right, fine, whatever. But of course, if you'd like to donate a little bit over for the uh, the upkeep of everything, you can head over to patreon.com slash HCTV. Um, uh, during the summer, during my downtime for my, uh, the summer is my downtime for the DJ stuff. Uh, I will see you what more we can do about the patreon side i don't think that we'll do anything extra content wise but eh, maybe we'll see about you know adding something worthwhile over there at least but in the meantime you guys have yourselves a good fourth of july especially a safe one more than anything else and if you're going to be in pittsburgh i'll be looking forward to seeing you and be on the lookout for breakfast with fred Check your various social medias for hashtag breakfast with Fred, because as of right now, drum roll, please. No, it hasn't changed. I have 58 people who are planning on joining me this upcoming Saturday. Uh, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be really interesting and really scary. We need to go. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, 14 years on, I am still in love. Ah. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. 
Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>